Are you ready to listen to a podcast? podcast. Here comes the Playhouse Podcast. Thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Find, subscribe, and listen. All right, finalized Christmas. And this is what it's going to look like. And when you have people that get married and then they have families and traditions, get things sketchy, are... sketchy, man. Yeah. And so you grow up thinking this is the tradition that you'll always have for life. And then you got to you gotta bend a little bit to make it work for the other person. And so I tried to explain that to Derek last night because we found out that his brother, they're expecting, by the way. Oh, Did I tell you that? No, I, I, I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They are expecting. So... Uh, him Expecting and his wife, a- they're going to be parents. Oh, they're going to have a baby. Yeah. And so they live in Iowa. So it was just going to be like a hop, skip and a jump. And they were going to be here a certain day, whatever. Convenient. Yeah. Not and so then much. now, now Sarah's pregnant. Okay. And the big worry is that she can't take part in the Nerf gun fight. Why? That Why? we have you every year. Stop that silliness. So what has happened is my mother-in-law has acquired so much over the years of like protective gear. And so she has like umpire, like the, the things that go yeah, over your chest protector, yeah. and everything. And these are small little darts, you know, nothing with a point or anything like that. But Sarah just feels like. How far along is she? She's four months. And she can't be in the Nerf gun war because Listen, she's pregnant. I am not going to tell a pregnant Get the woman hell out of if here. she feels uncomfortable. She's already being a mom, protecting herself. You chose that. that. I don't mind this decision because it is one of those traditions that I just can't stand. You don't like it either. No. They're like, they tell Alexa to like start the Alexa off. <laughs> See, you can't do it anymore. I whispered, but like to set the timer for 10 minutes. We run around like lunatics for 10 minutes. What's wrong with it? Like Liam loves it. I do it for him. He is the only person on this planet I do the Nerf War for. I think you don't like it because you suck at it. I hate it. They hurt. They They're, don't hurt. It's they a have nerf. a curved rubber tip God. and it will get me in the neck. It'll get me on the forearm. It is not my favorite thing to do. You're the I biggest Grinch sweaty. I know. I have headgear on. We have like. Wait, protect- what headgear? You wear helmets for a Nerf she gun? She got war? us like these massive like welder masks. <laughs> and then and then I want to put like a hat or like some protection because I've caught one in a te- in the temple before. Shut up. I you guys am are, not lying. You're the biggest bunch of complete wusses I've ever met. You won't My do a mother-in-law Nerf gun. loves it. It's great. <sighs> Derek, this is such I don't a, know. I would love to get Derek's perspective because I don't know. Does he really love it all that much? But when she was like, yeah, I don't know if we'll do the Nerf War. I was like, no. Two things. You're a huge wuss. Number two, you could be having your baby tomorrow and that Nerf bullet isn't going to do a damn thing. You got you guys. Are, I can't believe how big a candy asses you it are. It is the only year I ever wished I was pregnant. Then I'd be like, I'm going to sit this one out, too. And guess what? When I was pregnant, I didn't even set it out. But I'm I'm just saying I want it to go away. That's one tradition that is not my favorite. I love the family time. I love the holiday movies. We do a bake off, a cook off. That's fun. But the Nerf guns, that's just annoying. If you if you're listening right now, there's probably a family tradition. And I can completely keep you anonymous here if you don't you know, want to say it to the masses because you're afraid somebody's listening in your family. But if there's a tradition, see, I'm trying to think right now, if there's a tradition that I really, really don't like. Like we got rid of the gingerbread making tradition, the gingerbread oh, house. That was fun. I miss tradition. my kids being that young. Oh, I can't stand that either. And I'm so glad that my son doesn't like to do that. He doesn't like to carve pumpkins. 
Like, we just put them out on the step. Gosh. You got all this good kid time that you're missing out on, man. No, we do other stuff. We spend time doing other stuff instead of being frustrated because our roof won't stick together because the icing is too thin. Oh, it's a great kid thing. I don't think so. I don't think that that would make or break my childhood. My kids were smiling like crazy. Really? I bet if you asked them today, what was your favorite thing about the holidays, they would never mention it. Well, they'd never say the gingerbread, but they wouldn't say they want to do away with it. It's a good spot. This morning, we find out that Kat would like to eliminate the Nerf gun wars from her Christmas celebration. So this is at your in-laws, finding out that also that your your sister-in-law is pregnant. And yes. at uh, at Christmas time, it'll be about four months into her pregnancy. She is now getting the you-don't-have-to-participate-in-the-Nerf-Wars green card of just go ahead and pass it by because you're pregnant. She gets to go downstairs and watch TV in front of the fireplace. So I have to do it, and I only do it because of my child. He loves it. I just don't love it. It's not a tradition I enjoy. Alyssa texts in, Kat, I completely agree. Nerf bullets hurt. You guys, they don't hurt. You've never been hit by, like, a good pellet gun or a BB gun then. You don't know what getting... Why would I put myself in that position? You don't know what getting stung by a a 94-mile-an-hour fastball in the lower back feels like. Nerf bullets are Once again, I avoid those situations, but this one is, like, you catch it to your neck, and, like, (laughs) once we take off all of our gear, people have, like, red dots all over their skin. God. Goes through the back shirt. Like, I don't have back protection. I only have front protection. I would give anything if any Christmas party I went to this year... Had a Nerf war for 10 minutes. That sounds terrible. I think it sounds amazing. So Kat wants to exit. What are you throwing out? If you have a holiday tradition that you completely wanted to get rid of, Donald, what would yours be, man? I want to get rid of the picture in front of the Christmas tree. Why? Those are great. I can't stand it. Why? <laughs> music, all of it. So well, it's it. how long does, does it take? I feel like it takes uh, like just but a few seconds to do. It takes one second too long. <laughs> oh, you just don't like the whole season? You got a bah humbug vibe I going on. I like Christmas. <gasps> yes. I, what I'm happened? The I'm a walking, talking, bah humbug. You name it. No way. Like, wow. what happened back then to put your mindset like this? Or has it always been this way? I just never liked Christmas. I just think people overrate it and people dwell on the wrong thing. I agree with you. It's not about presents and all yep. that mumbo jumbo it's about something deeper than that and people just really misconstrued it with all these kid gifts and throw out their kids okay so let's say, let's say you could wipe the slate clean we could start with a brand new tradition I, no, i'm assuming you, you you believe in in christ and the baby jesus and everything like that absolutely okay so so how would you how would you think christmas would be better then you know how would you it, do christmas if, if you could design christmas for the world it's the new donald and, christmas and we'd follow it what would we do I think Christmas would basically just be there. You'll go there and you would understand why God came to this world and why you're here. Yeah. That's what it's about. And just family and time, right? What, what if I think I know? Absolutely. What if I believe in that, but I still like the Nerf Wars? If you want to do a Nerf word, that's on you, but <laughs> don't like force people into it. Yes, right, so that's you- what I feel. I feel like I'm shamed. I feel like if I were to go, I'm going to go hang with Sarah downstairs, I will be shamed for it. And I shouldn't feel that on Christmas. I should just feel joy. Yeah, absolutely. You shouldn't be forcing anything. And I think that's what the thing is. They're taking Christmas and making it into something else when it shouldn't be enforcing all these social norms on people. And we're losing sight of the real picture. I love the way you think. You spend a lot of time on Facebook, don't you, Donald? 
I have some worth hearing. This. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate you being part of the show and giggling with us. Have a great day. <laughs> YouTube is launching a new feature, and it's going to send notifications to people who leave abusive comments for others' videos. Abusers will receive their first notification, and then they're blocked for 24 hours if they continue to post abusive comments. So... I think that that is great. I think if you're going to watch something and you have something terrible to say. How do you catch them all? Just though? check yourself. Oh, they will. If they can catch slight music in the background uh, of our yeah, videos, they'll be able to catch people. A Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputy under investigation for allegedly getting it on on the job. God, she hit her microphone or her uh, walkie-talkie or whatever it is, the radio button. She was a rookie, too, I heard. She was like, you're going to rip my underwear. So. <laughs> I, I don't know. Listen, when the feeling calls and you don't have any prisoners around. Serving, probably not protecting, but she got the serving part right. I guess so. So I want to say good morning to good morning to Kelsey, who apparently has unlocked one of Kat's greatest fears. When we got her message... I was like, oh, my God, this is my biggest fear. I really don't want to do this. And now that your son's like, you guys are starting to travel a little bit more with his athletics. um, I never took this on as a coach, (sighs) mostly because I just said you're on your own. I was that wasn't my specialty. My specialty wasn't doing really, really well with parents. I didn't mind doing it. I didn't mind uh, helping out all the families because we only have eight families and they're all so amazing. But in the back of my mind. I was like, if I'm going to put all this on my credit card, everyone Venmoed me, so I was good to go. You know, it wasn't the payment. It was like, I hope everyone leaves things the way they found them. And they did. I I did. I shouldn't have had a doubt, but it, it scared me for sure. Kelsey, real quick, tell everybody what's going on here, will you? Well, I booked a hotel for the weekend for an event my kids were a part of. And uh, one of the parents, you know, my hotel, uh, the hotel was under my credit card, obviously. Okay. And so... I didn't know this was going to happen, but one of the parents, I don't know what happened in their room, but there's damages. And the hotel called me about it. They're going to charge my card. Uh, there what do you mean damages? Like, like how much in damages? I mean, what did they do? So this was my worry, too. Did, what, did they go total they, rock star or what? They did. Yeah, it was, <sighs> it was really bad. I, I, total rock star. There was marker in the bed sheets. They brought a dog somehow who shed all over the place and actually made, like, a mark on the carpeting. Oh, no. Um, nicked wood. There was a hole in the wall. I don't even know where to begin, like, asking them about this because I'm like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> and also, are you going to pay? Because otherwise they're going to charge me. And I have no idea how much that's going to cost. But Wow. Well, uh, do not give them the option of are you going to pay? You are well, going yeah, to pay. Yeah, you have to pay this. So now, like, uh, yeah, I'm just, that's a difficult conversation to have with somebody who's, you know, supposed to be a friend. But also, um, yeah. well, I mean, sports parents are sometimes they're not your really, really, really good friends. So maybe it's a good conversation to have. Coexist. But what if you're playing ball for the next five years? Together? Exactly. So I wouldn't talk to any other parents about it. Like, don't do that, because then that's a bit gossipy. But I would just say yeah. straight out, you know, I don't know what happened in your room. I don't need to know, but th- this is what they found, and I'm not paying for it. And hopefully they step up. That's a good idea. I'm going to do that. And don't get too weirded out about the marker on the sheets thing, because I- I've been to hotels where Kat's given that excuse on her way out, too. <laughs> no, that's marker on the sheets. Who and- carries brown marker right, wherever like, they go? Like, a marker, huh? So- <laughs> 
sometimes you should throw out your dreams to the universe. If you say it out loud, maybe it'll happen. Selena Gomez, she received a Golden Globe nomination. This is 2011, by the way. Speaking of music stuff, uh, are you, okay, you were at the Grammys. What is your review? Amazing. Would you ever, is that like an aspiration? I, I think that would be the coolest thing. I think it would be an honor, of course, but I'm more of a Golden Globe or Oscar girl, so. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Go. She predicted her own future. I'm telling you, if you have not seen Only Murders in the Building, you better start now. And check out all the seasons because by the time the new one comes out, Paul Rudd has been added to the cast. It is so good. It's a whodunit. All right. So DJ, choreographer, and co-host of the Ellen Show Twitch. We got the news yesterday right after the show. Derek called me and he's like, hey, did you know Twitch took his own life in a hotel? So he just like left his house, didn't answer his phone. His wife was like, what's going on? He walked to a hotel, had a gun. And um, took his own life, but this was just 48 hours before. How's life been post at the Ellen Show, man? What's it been like? Uh, life has been great, man. We've been uh, honestly having a lot more time at home. Yeah, kids are back in school. So life is Sounds beautiful. Man. Happy. Good. Everybody said he seemed like he was in a good mood. You just never know what somebody's going through. But it was premeditated in the sense that he didn't want to do it at home. You know, like he didn't want that uh, to be where his kids come home yeah. and and think about it. So it's just very sad what people go through in their mind and, and just like suffer in silence. Jennifer Aniston, she used to eat the Jennifer Aniston salad. People thought it was so delicious. People wondering what was in it. She finally tells us. Lettuce, iceberg, I believe, with chopped tomato, garbanzo beans. Mm-hmm. Too many garbanzo beans is a little bad for your tummy. Salami. Crunchy, crunchy turkey bacon and chicken. and Oh, and pecorino cheese. So this is what she would eat on set of Friends every day. And people just realized that she had the same lunch every single day. Yeah. And they were like, wow, it makes you so beautiful. What's in that salad? Oh, it's the salad. Maybe a little DNA. Blowing out their candles today. Adam Brody is 43. And then Don Johnson is 73. Good morning, I'm JJ Katz here as well I know uh, that you're loving the Christmas music Since even yes. like a little kid You always get so pumped for the holidays Oh my god, I've had such magical Christmases Since I can remember One in particular though I think I was about like 8 years old And I remember my dad was the mailman In our town And so he was really busy Like around this time of year Crazy were, before uh, yeah. Amazon came around I suppose And so he was delivering packages And I lived in a town where like Christmas reigned supreme So it was just kind of expected that It was going to be a whirlwind But everybody seemed so together You know we lived in uh, Surrounded by mountains It was a beautiful town And we went full bore for Christmas. That has to be so cool to have a community that is just all on the same page when it comes to Christmas and the vibe and everything. You know, there was one person that we never wanted to run into because he was so grumpy about Christmas. And we were like, listen, stay where you live. There's always one guy. Don't come down here. And we could kind of always keep eyes on him because we could see his house from where we lived. And so it was like, "Mm, we want to make sure that we don't venture up there because if you made him mad, then he'd come down and he had this little dog. And I was like, the dog's cute, but nobody wants to make enemies this time of the year. Exactly. And so we would go about our business. And then one day I went to work with my dad at the post office and he's like, go walk around, just give me some time. And I found myself in this area where they send packages and organize them. And I felt like I was being watched. And I look up 
And there is the guy that nobody wants to run into. Well, hold that thought uh, before you tell me his name. Hey, good, yeah. good morning. How are you? Hi, I'm doing good. Good. What can we do for you? I, w- I was just calling because Kat's talking about the Grinch. Hey! out the window and saying, where are you, Christmas? <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> In sports news, Tom Brady, he might be part of this scheme. Rob Gronkowski would love for them to be the dream team. He's a commentator. I'm an analyst. We're going back and forth a little bit to oh each God. other. That would be a lot of fun. That may be the best option. He's definitely, you know, he's a free agent. He can weigh out every option, whatever team he wants to play for, or if he wants to go in that booth and come join me and uh, we can be, the, you know, the tag team champions in the world. Just hope Tom does most of the talking. Yeah, I can listen to Gronk there. for three hours would be tiring. Hang out with your Tide Pods. Uh, yesterday, we told you that, or not yesterday, but uh, yesterday I heard uh, the Senate was moving to outlaw TikTok on government devices. So anything that is state-owned, government-owned, um, they will not allow TikTok to be downloaded. That's my wife's phone. Yeah, no more dances. Take it off there. She can't dance anymore, at least on that device. But So it's going to head to the president's desk and become a law if it does pass. But I agree with that. You, you know, you have your personal phone for your personal stuff and then your work phone for your work stuff. I don't know if you heard about those four nurses that just got busted for making a woman that was in labor feel so terrible. And then they did a TikTok about it. It's like um, the trend is called the ick trend, I-C-K. And it's, it stands for things that make you disgusted. And they were complaining about what new moms do and say. Well, I don't think it's so much that, that you're doing things on your phone that, you know, are, are not government issued. But I think it's because they really, truly believe that China is spying on everything we're doing through TikTok. I don't know. I just think people are so dumb when you do stuff at work and you're complaining about your work on TikTok. Like you're like no one's ever going to see it. Be like the rest of us. Get a radio show yeah. and then complain about your work on your radio show. Exactly. It's so much better therapy. All right. So this guy claimed that he and his father-in-law were kicked off a flight departing from Flint, Michigan, because he said something. They didn't give us a reason until they brought us off the flight. They set us down. Finally, Flint police came over and told us to remove because I said the word on board an airplane. I meant it in no derogatory issue. I mean, it's a part of the male anatomy and it got out and we were literally kicked off an airplane in Flint and we had to drive. My wife had to come and get us. Oh, you're with the father. so mad, I'm sure. the father-in-law. Yeah. And you say, what context? Like, why, why would you ever need to say anything that rhymes with Linus? You know, that's so weird. You're on a plane. Sit down and shut up. But who, I mean, it's weird. You can't, can you really kick someone off a plane for saying a medical term? You can't say bomb on a plane. We well, know that. We know that, right. But that's not a medical term. Maybe this guy was studying for his anatomy uh, test. And he was just reading and he was things like, about is, 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 he, was, he was asking his dad, hey, what's the thing that hangs between the legs? Yeah. And he goes, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but it's it just, so dumb. This uh, guy's such a victim. Don't be a turd on a plane. That is the last place you need to disrupt anything. He should have been scared of the wife. I instantly thought of how my sister and I were when we were younger. Like, I was the bossy one. And she was the tag along. And then who was the tattletale? Her. Yeah. 100%. And so when I saw this video, this kid is at home alone with his brother and he decides to sneak out and his brother ruins everything because he doesn't duck under the door cam. No, no, that camera's going to go off now, you idiot. <laughs> You're standing right in front of me. I duck. No, it's already gone off. 
You got to bail and go back inside? Yeah, he's just standing there eating a slice of pizza, watching his brother get in trouble. Obviously, they're watching through the ring cam. But I want to know your stories of, like, when you were younger and now when you get together as adults, you're like, oh, my God, do you remember this? Do you remember this? So my sister and I, we would always get off the bus and the first person to step down on the ground, you'd have to wait for both of you guys to step down on the ground. And then you'd have to yell short side, which was the short side of the couch, the most comfortable spot to Not sit on. Chase lounge. No. And so you'd want that is the coveted spot on the couch and you'd watch your Saved by the Bell. We'd watch all of our shows after school and have our snack and then go on with life. But like. She would yell it, but then I would be faster, and so I'd beat her there. <laughs> and I mean, it was just like little things like that. I look back, I'm like, I don't know, funny story. I uh, once convinced my sister, we had this old freezer, like a really, really old freezer, probably got through World War II, and then we bought it at a garage sale. But it would, uh, it, it would have the metal on the inside, right? It was an old icebox. Yeah. And I convinced my sister at one point that mom and dad would really, really be appreciative if they came home and the inside, all the frost was cleared off of that and start licking it. And she licked it and her, stung to, her tongue no. stuck to it. Yeah. And uh, and my old man, you know, was a, a special forces guy. So his instinct was rip it off. Just yeah. pull her head back. Get her out of there. And my mom came to better senses. She's like, oh, no, Gary, hold on. We got to get some warm water. Yeah. And they, you know, kind of use the glass of warm water and they get it eventually off. But uh, I had convinced her to do that. And then... The one time my parents were at bowling and I cut her hair, it was the yeah. day before school pictures and I gave her quarter inch bangs. Like it was a full on straight across the front. The and pictures I used these are too much giant shears. And I feel like she probably still hasn't forgiven me for that. So the sibling rivalry you had, how bad did it get? Who got hurt? Can you tell us the story? Monica, you're first up. What happened? Our parents left us with our older sister, and we decided that we were going to have a food fight in the kitchen. Okay. And we were, you know, taking forks, slamming over mashed potatoes over to everybody. Yeah. And my sister let go of the fork, and it stuck into between my brother's eyes. Oh, oh my like, God. He looked like he had a little a double snout. It was awful, <laughs> but it was funny, funny, funny. Yeah, that's Ouch. always great till somebody loses an eye, right? You don't ever want someone to get injured. Like, you have fun until it's not, and then you just kind of let up. You know, Emma pooped in that cup and left it on my pillow. That's some next-grade stuff, by the way. Like, to, to have the discipline... Yeah. To think out pooping in a cup. But then covering it with tinfoil. So you're no, it, it, there was a little bit of shame there. You get a whiff, but not a complete pungent odor. Yeah. Like you don't want to take the tinfoil off because you know what's in there. So there was that. Let's hear yours. It's tough to get away with anything anymore. Think about everything you got away with when you were a kid because there wasn't a camera everywhere. Like you could sneak out. Now you can't anymore. No, no. That camera's going to go off now, you idiot. <laughs> you're standing right I duck. No, it's already gone off. I'll go back in. Stupid the kid reminded brother. me of uh, Randy from Christmas Story. <laughs> you know how he just kind of stands there slack jawed. But um, my sister and I would just, it was it was daily that I probably did something to hurt her feelings. or Like I'd lock her out of the house a lot. That's mean. And especially, did you, did you, I think I remember you telling the story once about like the hottest day of the year and locking her outside and then sitting right in front of the air conditioner where she could see you through the window. Is that well, a thing? No, I think I was eating like a freezy <laughs> in front of the window and I was like waving to her. But then I was like, you know, her friend lived four houses down. I'd always yell, go to Kaylee's, go to Kaylee's. And then she would. 
She'd be out of my hair. I would have thought my childhood would have been a w- way different if I'd had a little brother instead of a little sister. Yeah. Because y- you're kind of mean to the little brother wh- or to the sister, where if it's a brother, you kind of expect some slap back. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I never expected my sister to ever act back. So Now she's doing it as an adult. Yeah, she's got an evil, evil way of doing that right now. Skylar, how are we feeling today, man? Uh, I'm do- what was that again? I said, how are you feeling? <laughs> Oh, I'm feeling really good, my man. How are, how about yourself? Great, I appreciate you asking. Uh, tell me about the sibling action that happened that we should know about. Uh, yeah, I was pretty mean to my brother, as you were mentioning. Yeah, my brother got it quite a bit. I um, convinced him to put icy hot in his nether region. <laughs> no, ah, legend. Did it take a lot of convincing, or was he like on the on the fence there? <laughs> And you just gave him uh, it, it, took, it, it took a lot of convincing, and, uh, you know, I, I thought it was funny until the uh, bloody murder screams and him having to jump under the faucet, and uh, <laughs> it's one of those jokes that just went a little too far. No. Oh, no. Now, so did you grow up in, listen, listen, hitting a child is never okay, but did you grow up in a situation where you were physically afraid that mom or dad was going to punish you in a bad, bad way? Yeah, that one, uh, I just, I was about to run away because I was so scared. <laughs> yeah. Now, was there a, was there any retribution? Did he ever get back? No, I, um, I was, I was pretty proficient at working him over. So, uh, <laughs> he talks about it now. He's still traumatized, but, uh, yeah, no, he never got me back. Are you paying for any of the therapy? Rod, just grab him a case of beer here. <laughs> That'll work. Thanks, My bud. sister got me back a little bit with uh, the whole telling on me when she found that alcohol bottle. Like, oh. legitimately, I did not drink in high school. I maybe ha- tried one beer. It uh, wasn't for me in high school. You're making up for it now. But then... My friend Kelly, she's like, listen, can you just hide this Smirnoff bottle? And then I left for the weekend and just to come home to know that as soon as I walked out the door for that weekend getaway, she was in my room going through stuff, you know, like you little. It's great. Hey, thanks, Skyler. Appreciate your thoughts. Uh, hey, Dale, how are you today, man? Oh, pretty good. Good. Tell me about the sibling rivalry here. Well, there was one day me and my brother, we when we were younger, we was always able to get to have a Mountain Dew when it first come out. Oh, what a treat! And and our older sister would always come out and take it away from us and drink it. <gasps> so don't one even. Day we decided don't. since the bottle was green, <sighs> we decided to take and pee in the. You are disgusting, Dale. She, she took it and drank it all down. <laughs> She didn't even stop. Like, there wasn't a mid-gulp moment where she's like, this is not Mountain Dew. She chugged it. No, she used to do that. She used to do that with Mountain Dew all the time. <laughs> she drank a whole bottle of your urine when you were younger. Yep. Yeah. That is, like, psychopathic what, behavior. Uh, what, what's the reaction when she realizes it's not the frothy goodness that is a Mountain she, Dew? You got the pounding. She started throwing up. Oh, okay. <gasps> and she, didn't, she didn't whoop on you or anything like that. No, she never done it again, though. Yeah, I was going to say, did that stop the Mountain Dew hijacking? But clearly it did. All right. Uh, and uh, she, she, does she tell mom and dad? That's always the biggest question I have when we go through these stories. Is like, did somebody tattle or did they know enough at that point that, hey, you got one over on me. I'm going to turn my back. Or did she tattle right away? Or she told she told my mom and my mom just laughed at her. Yeah, that's the right that's thing to do. for taking their... <laughs> Don't take Dale's Mountain Dew, damn it. All right. Hey, thanks for being on the show, man. Have a great morning. 
You too. That's okay. going to be my favorite story of the day already. We're just getting the show started. I think it really helped that his name was Dale. I think anybody with that name has to have a story like that under their belt. And it's got to be a Mountain Dew story. I never got violent with my sister, though. You know, like we never, the only time that anybody ever got hurt because of like physical action was like she was spouting off to me and she had this collection of I Love Lucy metal lunch boxes, you know, with the class. Which is normal for a kid, yeah. And so I grabbed it and I just chucked it at her head and it bounced off her head. And my mom was sitting with her and she just comes <laughs> bounding after me. I take off. I lock my door. She's like, open this door. Did not open the door. Here's my question. Since I haven't worn the bra. Yeah. Is there no, are you wearing the wrong bra? No, it's just if it so can't be comfortable all day. And it's like, it, it, I love the women that have no boobs because they don't have to wear bras. Like they can walk around and not feel like this heavy strap pulling down right here on my shoulders. I don't make it to the top of the stairs, by the way. It's already unhooked. And then I put it on the back of our dining room chair where it shall wait until the next day. And then I go upstairs, put on my fat shorts and a very forgiving t-shirt, hair up, makeup off, and that's the rest. Well, I know you're trying to make this sound really sexy and you're doing a great job of it, but so that you can't find a single bra that would be comfortable throughout the entire day, or is it just, is it a cost thing, or is it just they don't make it? No, it's not that I'm, like, uncomfortable all day. It's just the feeling I can't describe to you of taking it off. There's, It's a good feeling. And then you take right here, this forearm, okay. and you rub it right Do you know who you have to thank, by the way, for the bra clasp? you know who invented the bra clasp? The clasp? Yeah, the, no, the clasp in the back. Do you know? The, a very famous writer. Okay. Mark Twain. Mark Twain Mark invented Twain the bra clasp. Invented and patented the clasp on the bra. Yeah. And Patty, I'm He's sure Victoria's Secret has great bras. I've had Victoria's Secret bras before. It's, it's, um, it's like I said, the feeling of not having to wear anything under your T-shirt. It's a good feeling. And women with huge breasts like me don't know that feeling of walking around without a bra. You want me to start doing that? No, no, I don't think anybody wants that. I just, I, it, it's foreign to me. I don't understand how it could be something for all of these years that you complain about isn't comfortable and nobody has come up with a plausible solution to it. Maybe Kim K has. It seems Maybe like that's there's a, something with her skims wear that I don't know. But I would think for as much as we talk about it on the show, there should be boxes of that stuff stacked up here that they'd want you to have. There really should be. I should be doing an unboxing for skims. So hopefully she's listening today. But anyway. I'm sure she is. Would you consider yourself to be like the average chick? I would think so. Kind of like an average mainstream girl? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then you can help. What What does that even mean to you? Well, like, what's I, average mainstream? I guess average means you're probably not on too far this way, too far this way. You just kind of go with the flow. You do what most people do. You're average. You do, you, you take... You understand what the average is, right? You got each extreme, and then you got all the numbers in the middle. Would you? You're not this way or this way. You're just kind of right down the middle. You're going with the so flow. So tolerable. You, you, you do what a lot of people do, I guess, right? Like you would consider yourself pretty mm, down the middle. Yeah, sure. Like, I mean, you live a regular life. Yeah, I don't like to make waves, but I do stick up for what I think is right. Right, and that's okay. I mean, the, you know, the, I guess I'm just saying you're probably a pretty normal human being. That's right. Outside of doing this dopey radio show. So I was sent this by a, a fellow Moped Mafia member. Does he handle my money? No, okay. not that one. Uh, and he said, hey, ask Kat if she can describe some of this. And the headline was, 
things women do that men are baffled by. Because he asked his wife about some of these things, and he says, I still don't understand them. She Pick wasn't very good. So I'm just going to give you the top three on the list and see if you can. And if you're a guy listening to this, see if you're going to get any understanding whatsoever. And if you're a woman listening to this, maybe you can offer a different perspective and help us understand. Number three on the list. The obsession with popping pimples. Why do so many oh. women love to uh. see pimples being popped? I see this pop up on my scroll, and I buzz past it immediately. There is zero interest that I have in seeing a whole bunch of pus come out of a man's skin. Is it you don't have the interest, or does it make you feel gross? It doesn't make you feel gross. I know it's not like I haven't ever had a pimple. It's just zero interest in it. So it's, it's just- not the pus that gets me. It's the blackheads. When they take their tool and they dig in there like a gold mine, and they bring out something that has been in there for sometimes decades, and it's hard as a rock, and they drop it in that metal kidney. That's the satisfaction. Bowl, and it's like, bing, bing, bing. I love that. That's a that. BB then. That's not a blackhead. I don't even, that's how hard it is. That's the calcification of like how horrible their skin was. Yeah. I just love it. So you can't help me understand it. It's just something you like. Right. It's a personal interest. I think it makes a lot of people feel gross, but. I don't know a single man who has woke up and been angry at his wife about a dream that he had last night. Yeah. Why do women do this? Why? There's been mornings you've come in here angry, <laughs> pissed off because you had a dream in your own head yeah. that your husband did something which he has never done. Help me understand that. I can't quite understand that myself. I try to talk myself down because it is just a dream. I wake up, but... Also, dreams are manifested mm, by See, this real is how you make situation. logic out of something that I'm is... I'm telling you, if I scroll Facebook before I go to bed, I dream about some of the people that I see on my Facebook that's in logical. my dreams. You see it and you dream about it, but you're having dreams about something that has never happened, and therefore you're angry the next day. I don't understand that. I don't know. I had a dream that Derek poisoned me because he'll lay out my vitamins in the morning, and he just slipped one in there that killed me. And then I wasn't around for my kid, and I was like, you shorted well, me listen, and my child of our experiences. You're together. obviously 87 years old, so you're circling the drain, anyways. Who lays <laughs> out their vit- vitamins? No, who lay? Who has their husband lay vitamins he out for in the morning? Prince. The he last wakes up and he'll start my car. It's warm. I have my vitamins waiting with a nice big glass of water. He puts my socks on for me in the morning. <laughs> this is messed up. <laughs> he gets mad at me when I put my own socks on. The last person I would trust with any of the pharmaceuticals that go into my body is my wife. The last person. Why? Because she doesn't understand the multivitamins I take. She doesn't understand any of the other supplements I take. She doesn't understand the pre-workout amount that I'm going to need for the next day. I don't, I don't, I don't attempt to try and help her understand, but I wouldn't trust her in the morning. If she had it all laid out when I came downstairs, nope, I'm doing it myself. I don't trust, I don't trust anybody else. And then here's the other one. The decorative pillows. Help me understand this. This has ballooned into a near fatal situation in my home. We have decorative pillows everywhere. I built out of what used to be a closet, kind of a place where you can sit down, put on your shoes. It's kind of like a, it's a little seat and a bench and everything, which what used to be a closet right on the, you know, the way into the garage. Mm -hmm. There are decorative pillows there. This is where people kick off their shoes, throw their backpack, throw their hockey stuff. There's decorative pillows that help me understand why. Help me understand why that bothers you. There's so many of them. There's so many. You, I can't even. There's sit so on, much comfort. I don't know what to do. There's I, can't, like I have to comfort move everywhere. I have to move four pillows to sit down on the couch. One thing I am not. I'm not the girl that switches it out at the start of every oh. holiday or season. I don't do that. But I did just order a 26 by 26 
new throw pillows for our couch, which we need. And I cannot wait until they arrive. I'm not understanding any of this. If you can offer some, uh, and you didn't help at all today, so thanks. Yeah. The Playhouse Podcast is made possible thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Catch the live show weekdays from 530 to 9 on 1047 KCLD. Now, share this with a friend.